You're listening to the E-Commerce Excellence Podcast with Yoris Brion. Welcome to the E-Commerce Excellence Podcast. Uh, I am not your host, but my name is Steve Gordon, and I am here with your host. And uh, today we're actually going to turn the tables on Yoris Brion, your your normal host for the podcast. And uh, we're going to talk with him about uh, some of his perspectives on e-commerce and and on growing sales and revenue and profit in an e-commerce business. Um, he's got a tremendous amount of experience with it. Um, as you probably know, because you've listened to the podcast, Yoris is the founder of Dexter Agency, a remote team of conversion optimization specialists. The agency serves high revenue e-commerce st- stores that are ready for continuous growth. And they've got nearly a thousand A-B tests, probably more than that at this point under, uh, under his belt personally. Team's got many, many more. And uh, he wrote a, a fantastic book, which I hope that we touch on a little bit here today, uh, called Kill Your Conversion Killers, which is really designed to help anyone with a, uh, an online store uh, really systematically analyze how to grow revenue without necessarily having to grow traffic. Um, and so it's if you haven't read it, you need to go to Amazon, you need to get a copy uh, right now and and uh, read that and go through the method. Um, in addition to keeping his hands in all the day-to-day operations with his client projects, he also lectures at the University College in Ghent in Belgium. Um, and uh, just uh, I, I've had a, a, the opportunity to spend a lot of time with, with Yoris over the last year or so. And uh, I have to tell you, there is probably no deeper thinker when it comes to really studying conversion as it applies to e-commerce. So I'm excited, uh, Yoris, that you're here today, that I get to turn the tables on you. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Steve. And thanks for that great introduction. Uh, it's actually fun to be uh, at, yeah, at the other end of the table here. Absolutely. So um, let I know you've got lots of regular listeners, but normally you're focused on uh, really kind of shining the light on on what your guests do. Now that you're the guest, um, it'd be great if you give us a little bit of background. So how did you get started in e-commerce? What got you to this stage of your career? Yeah, well, it's, it's actually been a, a long uh, road until I, I started in, in conversion optimization and, and e-commerce uh, uh, specifically. Um, I think, yeah, I graduated university, I believe that was in 2001, 2002, and like the first 10 years I worked in, in, yeah, the, like the typical advertising agencies uh, uh, back in the time. And at first that was a fun job, uh, but at, at the end I, I kind of got fed up with it. There was a lot of um, pointless discussions like, uh, can you make the logo bigger? Can you make it blue? Can you make it red? Can you put it there? Can you do this? Can you do that? And, and nothing was really backed up by anything. It was just like gut feeling and personal preferences. Um, and I, yeah, after 10 years or so, um, I, I got fed up with it. Um, and uh, my wife and I, we decided to, um, yeah, to take a long break and, and travel and we traveled for four months uh, to Australia, uh, Southeast Asia, and um, problem was when I got back, um, yeah, had no money on uh, on the bank left, so I had to look for uh, for a job, and and um, yeah, I still hadn't really figured out what I really wanted to do. So the easy choice was to go back to an ad agency, and of course, that's a stupid move, and it only lasted about a year or so, um, and during that year. I remember me driving to that agency and every single day I had another business idea while, while I was driving um, uh, while I was driving to, to work and, and that was a clear sign that I, 
I just didn't want to stay in that nine to five rat race and especially not at an agency. And I wanted to start my own thing, but I, I didn't really know uh, what I wanted to do. And, and after a year of doing that and coming up with different ideas every single day, I, um, yeah, me and my wife, we decided to, uh, to start a visual production company. Now, I didn't know a lot about video production at the time. Um, and it's not really, well, in hindsight, I, I, I should have known. But after about a year, year and a half, um, we, we we pulled the plug. I mean, it was hard to make it work and um, it, it, we, we were running out of money. But at the last few months of, of, uh, of that business, um, I, I almost accidentally... Um, started to learn more about digital marketing and 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 i i just wanted to start a blog and and see how it went and then it was like oh okay but how do we get traffic to the blog and uh, but i don't have any money so I, I should do seo and then i i started to learn more about seo and uh i kind of fell in love with digital marketing and so when i, I when i finally decided to pull the plug uh, out of the video production company um, I thought like, okay, I, I, I want to do more of this. I want to I, I become really good at this digital marketing thing. So the um, logical next step was trying to find a job at a digital marketing agency. And, and, and I got lucky because um, I got hired by, um, well, in, in my eyes, they're still the best digital marketing agency in Belgium. And they were, um, they were really good at, at this uh, digital marketing thing. And um, yeah, I, I learned a lot there. Um, but back at the time, um, there was still a, a very much focus on, on traffic. And at some point, I, yeah, I, I just encountered a CRO, and uh, that was at a at a, a conference at a conference in in London. Um, I, that was when I first discovered CRO, and I fell in love with it. And yeah, I, I discovered that I tried to like learn everything I could about CRO um, in just in my spare time. Um, and after a while, I, I understood that in the agency that I was working, it, I mean, they, they were really good, but their clients were not ready for CRO yet. So um, I decided to venture out on my own and start um, yeah, my CRO consultancy for e-commerce. And to be honest, at the beginning, I, I, I really didn't have the intention to evolve into an agency. It was just me, and I was happy to do what I loved. And, uh, but yeah, at some point, you get too much clients and, and you have to make a decision and um, either you refuse clients or you decide to grow and uh, grow it into an agency. So I did that. I um, decided to transition into an agency and um, yeah, step-by-step step from, from just focusing on, on the conversion rate optimization part of things, we evolved to uh, being specialized in working um, with the traffic that our clients already have. So that's not just conversion optimization, but it's a bunch more of things. And basically we, um, yeah, that's what we do now. We work with uh, with the traffic that our clients already have, and uh, we focus on on stuff that clients tend to forget about, but it can make them uh, a lot of money. And um, I've been doing this now for I don't know. Sometimes I forget. I, I forget, but I think it's about five years now. Uh, yeah, and learned a bunch. And, and last year, as you mentioned in the intro as well, I I've written a book about it just to to share all that knowledge that I had and and really make it pragmatic and and step by step because there's also a lot of um, high-level theoretical stuff out there, uh, but that usually isn't um, very useful for uh, most of the people, and that's why I decided to write uh, write that book as well. So, yeah, that's how how I got started. I mean, I started my my uh, career um, back in two thousand one or two thousand two, so a lot of things have have happened. But I I can say that I finally found my uh, my calling now, and this is uh, this is what I really enjoy doing.
Wow. You know, that, that story just resonates so much uh, with me. I, I've interviewed on my own podcast 130 or close to that entrepreneurs. And, and the one commonality among them all is that we sort of all take this sort of this kind of a zigzag approach to to finding where we really can add value and, and where we have a passion for things. Um, and it sounds like you, you very much went through that as you, you sort of found your way into digital marketing and then found the right spot within digital marketing, uh, where you could really leverage your expertise. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, and, and yeah, just let me say one thing about that. I started out in, in advertising agencies where, as I mentioned, like it was a lot about make it blue, make it bigger, make it smaller, make, uh, put it there, put it there. <laughs> And, and I hated those kind of discussions and they could go on like for days sometimes. And, and uh, the beauty of what, what I do now is that whenever someone says like, hey, can you make it bigger? We're like, oh, we're going to test it. And, and it's, it's all data driven. So there's no discussion anymore about, uh, yeah, the personal gut feeling and opinions. It's all, it's all about data driven. And stuff. So that's why I feel like somehow, um, yeah, I, I got in, in that place uh and, and it counterbalances perfectly my bad experiences from the beginning of my career. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what I love about your approach. And I know you, you talk a lot about that in the book, uh, about moving from the, the world of, of opinions where, you know, whoever has the most power in the agency or, you know, if it's an internal team on the internal team, you know, they, they sort of influence the direction of, of some design decisions um, and, and your approach is to really say, no, let's, let's come up with what we think all the hypotheses should be. And then we're going to test and then we're going to let the data decide for us. And, and that simplifies things, I think, tremendously. Uh, and as you know, it was proven by your client results, you know, it, the, it, it delivers greater results and, and delivers them more quickly and, and more predictably as well. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, about e-commerce. You, you've worked with yeah. quite a number of large e-commerce businesses. And I, I'd really like to hear from you what you believe are the, the two or three keys to growing an e-commerce business in, in today's environment. Right. Yeah. So I, just to be clear, I, I don't run my own e-commerce, but I, I've, I've talked to so many e-commerce owners and, um, and I've learned a lot from their discussion, well, those discussions and, 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 and basically uh, where they are struggling and what's working well for them and what's not. And uh, even though we're focused on one part of, of, an, of an, an e-commerce business we're doing, uh, we're working with traffic they already have. There's a lot more to running an e-commerce business than that. I do uh, know, um, well, I have learned a lot about uh, what's working and what's not um, in, in general. And I think one of the first things that many e-commerce owners uh, struggle with is um, they, they get distracted. Um, and there's people who call it like the shiny object syndrome. I sometimes call it tactical nightmare syndrome. Um, and to be honest, I, it's, it's probably not just e-commerce owners, it's business owners in general. Um, I have to say I suffered from it as well. Uh, you read something on a blog and you're like, oh, I should do this. Then you listen to podcasts and you're like, oh, I should do this. Um, and you watch a YouTube video and you're like, oh, I should do this. And you jump from one thing to another and you never, you never really finish it. And, and you're um, just trying tactics and, and yeah, you, you get distracted from, from the bigger picture and you don't um, take a step back and look at things and, and, and make the right decisions. Um, and oh, that's one of the reasons why I, 
um, don't read any blog posts anymore because uh, they make me restless. And I, I'm, I'm really like, okay, I should, I should try this. Uh, and I know it's not good for, for me or my business. And I, I, I think that's one of the things that a lot of e-commerce owners or well, business owners in general struggle with. Um, and um, maybe second thing, so if, if you don't get distracted, I think that's key to grow your e-commerce and, and just try to keep the bigger picture. Um, and a second key to grow an e-commerce business, um, I, I would say customer centricity. Um, and it basically it's just like listening to your customers and, and, and respecting them and caring about them. Um, it's, it's really, really, really understanding them and, and their needs and, um, but also how they want to use your site. Um, what do, do they want to buy from you? What do they expect from you in terms of service? What, what do they like about you? What do they dislike about you? Um, and, and I think it's, it's super important to talk to, to those customers, um, and especially in the beginning, because in the beginning you may need to uh, pivot something. Um, and if, you, if you're all just about moving boxes uh, and you don't really care about your customers, I, I think it's, it's going to be it's going to be tough. So um, all of the successful uh, e-commerce entrepreneurs I've spoken with, they uh, care a lot about their customers and um, they give great customer service and, and they really care about them. So I think that's that's one of the commonalities that I, I've seen in um, uh, yeah, and all successful e-commerce businesses. Um, and then a, a, another one, if you really want to grow your um, e-commerce, I think um, is, is don't get, like too hung up on traffic, um, and I, I see a lot of people struggling with that because if you if you just start out and you have your e-commerce, you just push it live, and the first thing you're gonna do is probably have Google Shopping ads, um, and they convert pretty well. So you're like, oh, this is going great, and you expand to Google Text ads, and you're like, okay, these are good, and you try to well, you're gonna grow pretty quickly in the beginning because you're, you're tapping into traffic that is highly relevant, that is ready to buy. Um, but at some point, uh, you kind of used up all of that traffic with a, with, a, with a buying intent at that point. And then it's becoming really difficult uh, to, uh, to, to keep growing at the same pace. And most people will start struggling and at some point uh, they will plateau. And that's, that's all because they think they can keep growing with just adding traffic to, uh, to their site. And um, I mean, it, it, there's only so much traffic that is going to be relevant. Um, if you buy um, search ads, for instance, and you target, to, let's say you, um, you sell dishwashers, uh, dishwashers and um, you target dishwasher on, uh, buy online or buy dishwasher, uh, dishwasher shop. Those are like keywords that are going to be very relevant. But if you start uh, targeting keywords that are general, like uh, dishwasher, just the word that, uh, dishwasher, then, well, it's going to be tough, right? Uh, th those people are, don't always have the same intent, and it's going to be hard to convert those. So it's going to be hard to keep growing um, with adding traffic because there's only so much traffic that is going to be relevant for you at, at that point, and, and uh, you need to uh, try and find ways to to go around that. And I think the best way to do that is, is by focusing on, on the customer lifecycle and really again try to understand why they are they on, on, the, on your side and why do they buy from you why don't they buy from you um, and and uh, most people when they start out they, they they just yeah kind of dump traffic on the side and they hope that it's gonna work but um, it's it, I, I usually I um, compare it with like you see, um, uh, you see the, a beautiful woman or beautiful man, and uh, you walk up to them and you ask them to marry you. 
that's not going to work, right? It's 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 way too direct. You uh, you, you need some time. You you need to meet that person, get to know him or her, uh, date for a while maybe, uh, and from that date maybe it can uh, evolve into a relationship. And um, you need to have that time. And so if if you have traffic to your side and they're, I mean, the, the ones that have, have high buying intent, yes, um, you, you can probably convert them, but there's a whole bunch more that are not ready to buy yet and you have to warm them up until the point that they are ready to buy. Um, and then you have to try to keep them on board and, 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 and sell again to them. Um, and, and it's all about understanding that customer life cycle and uh, making sure that you have the mechanisms in place to get, uh, to get the most out of it. So I'd say those are probably the keys to grow in e-commerce. So first of all, don't really get distracted. Try to keep your focus. Second, uh, listening to your customers. And then the third one is don't just think in terms of traffic, but things, think in terms of, uh, of the customer life cycle. Well, you know, as, as you're talking about that, the, the, the first two, are, I think, are pretty universal to business, mm. right? You, right. You, yeah. You've got to care about your customers if you want them to keep coming back. And, uh, and boy, it is easy to get distracted. But um, and if you can avoid that and stay focused, you'll make more progress and, and make it more quickly. But the third one is interesting to me because it, it it's unique, I think, to to e-commerce businesses because they exist online. They have to get traffic in some way. The the first and obvious thing that you would turn to to get growth would be just to get more more eyeballs. But I would imagine that as as the ad platforms have matured and costs have tended to to go up, um, that it's harder and harder to make more traffic, you know, if that's the main strategy, harder and harder to make that profitable. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, the, the traffic that is has that high buying intent, yes, you can probably still make that work. Um, but if you have to expand it to traffic that is a little less warm, uh, then it's going to cost you a lot of money. The chance of converting them is going to be pretty low. Um, and if you don't have mechanisms in place to try and, and make them convert in the, in the longer run, um, it, it's going to be really hard. And, and uh, it, competition is, is increasing, uh, cost per clicks is, are going uh, up uh, all the time. And um, yeah, you, you have to have everything in place so that you can make the most out of every single, uh, yeah, every single visitor to your site. So you've got a method for, for kind of approaching this. Um, and you call it the Dexter method. Um, can you kind of walk us through the method? How you, if you're approaching a new client and mm-hmm. you know they've come to you and said, "Well, our growth is maybe sort of plateaued. We we're having trouble making the next, you know, large batch of traffic that we're driving convert as well as what we'd had in the past, um, and it's not as profitable." How do you begin to analyze that business to look for opportunities yeah so um, we we use our framework the dexter method and um dexter stands for uh for a couple of words so uh, the first step the d um is data so we really look into uh the data and we um look at it differently than um most digital marketing agencies. I mean, uh, most of them, they look still look at the traffic uh, side of things. And, and yeah, we'll have a look there as well. But that, I mean, that's not really that special. Um, we'll look into 
uh, what are people doing on your site? Um, uh, where are they dropping off? Uh, why are they dropping off? Uh, how much money are you losing on certain pages? Because that's an interesting one as well. If you know that you're losing a lot more money on uh, on a certain page uh, or a certain step in the process, uh, then you're going to want to focus on on that page, and, uh, yeah, sooner rather than later. So it helps you prioritize things and. Um, it's it's about looking at okay what have you done in terms of increasing your average order value what does your um, purchase purchase frequency look like how do you get people back um, to your site how to how do you try to optimize that relationship uh, that you have with your customers so look at a whole bunch of things um, and that's not just Google Analytics um, of course Google Analytics is an important step but the problem with Google Analytics is that most people still uh, think that they can answer a why question with Google Analytics, and typically you can't. I mean, Google Analytics will say things like, okay, you're losing a lot of people here on this particular page, and then next logical question would be why. And um, if you're not going to find the answer in Google Analytics. You need other research methods for that. And um, uh, if, you, if you try to answer the why question just like that, you're going you're gonna to just speculate and, and invent possible reasons. No, you have to know uh, what's happening. So you have to look at other uh, other things and, and see what, what, what's happening. So you could do surveys, you could look uh, at live chat transcripts, you could talk to your customers, um, you could look at click maps, uh, scroll maps, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do, but you have to understand what, what's what's happening there. Um, so that's, that's what the D stands for, it's really understanding what's happening. And I think it's a really important step and it takes some, some time uh, for sure, um, but you're going to make up for that time uh, really quickly afterwards because uh, there's been a research about this that said that um, if you don't do any research, let's say so, so let's say you start conversion optimization and you just start A-B testing. A-B testing based on uh, gut feeling, some IDs that you have, random IDs. Now, there's been a research about this and that, that said that one out of seven tests um, will uh, generate a significant result if you just start random testing. Now, if you do that, it's uh, six tests. That means that six out of seven tests will um, will be equal. I mean, your A version, your B version, there's not going to be a significant difference. And then the seventh test, there's going to be a significant difference, but it could also be a significant loser. Now, when you follow um, a, a structured process like the Dexter method, where you start with the data, what happens is what we see on average for our clients, um, on average, we see that one out of three tests are a significant winner. And that's a, uh, yeah, a, 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 an enormous difference because um, you, the time that you spend up front doing some research, you're going to make up for that like in one or two months because you, you find the winners qu uh, a lot quicker. And um, so that's why the data are so important. Now, the second step uh, in the Dexter method, the EX and Dexter, uh, stands for execute. So there's always stuff that comes out of... Um, out of an, an, a research phase that you can just go and execute. You uh, don't have to test it. Uh, let's say you find that your site is slow or you don't have a cart abandonment um, marketing automation in place then, uh, or you, you're not even sending out newsletters or, 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 or whatever, then uh, you just have to do that. Start doing it. Um, and then there's going to be uh, the, the third step in the Dexter method is the T and that stands for test. So there's always a bunch of stuff that you want to test. Um, and that's stuff that you want to test on your site, but it's also stuff that you want to test in your marketing automations, in your newsletters, and so on. So it is about um, trying to improve the performance. It's about getting insights and learnings as well. And one of the important things that a lot of people overlook in that area is um, A-B testing. Now, the, most people think of A-B testing, it's about finding winners. And um, I, try, I like to 
turn that around and say it's about um, not implementing losers. Um, let me explain that with an example. We have uh, a client that uh, signed up with us, I think a year and a half, two years ago, and um, uh, American e-commerce company, and they, they they didn't have one of those USP bars or benefits bars or whatever you want to call them um, on top of, of, of their site. So what it says is, Typically, it says something like free shipping, 30, free 30-day returns, that kind of stuff with an, an, an icon next to it. Now, um, they had spoken to another agency, and another agency had said, yeah, yeah, you should just go ahead and implement it. It's a no-brainer. It's a best practice. And um, I was reluctant to do that because a client asked us and, and said, like, no, I, I would really want to test it. And, and it's a great client. Um, and they said, like, okay, you're the expert. Um, just, just do your thing. Um, if you think we should test it, well, test it. And we tested it. And... It had a 99 point, was it three or eight uh, percent probability of losing a million dollars a year. And now at the time they were doing, I believe, eight or nine million dollars a year, and they would have lost a million dollars a year by just implementing that benefits for. And that's a lot of money. And I know that a lot of people have uh, doubts sometimes, like, how can it be so much? Well, um, <laughs> a totally different discussion. I, I can, I should probably dedicate another episode to that. But um, the thing is that. Um, had they gone ahead and implemented that benefits bar, um, they would have lost a lot of money. And uh, a lot of people um, underestimate the importance of that as well, because we all make changes to our sites uh, on a regular basis, right? And we don't even know if, if it's going to work, but then we make the change and we're convinced that it's going to work and we don't really look at the data or maybe we see a 0.2% drop and you think like, oh, it's seasonality or that campaign will probably have under performed and you don't even you're not even aware of the fact that it is due to the change that you made to the site so that's also one of the reasons that testing is uh, super important now the, the next step in the dexter method the um, last e of dexter stands for evaluate and so you're going to look at the data you're going to understand what's happening you're going to get better insights into your customers and um, and based on that evaluation you can go to r so the repeat step um, and you can repeat the entire cycle. Uh, you can set, you, based on, on an A-B test, you can find something that you can just um, maybe just execute or uh, you can um, come up with a, a follow-up test ID um, because sometimes, well, oftentimes when you have a winner, uh, a lot of companies stop there. They're like, oh, yeah, we found a winner. Well, usually you can find another winner based on what you've learned from the from the first winner because you know that your hypothesis is correct, and then you can say like, "Hey, what can we? What else can we do to make it to make it even better?" And, and so that's why it's a cyclical process. Um, you learn from what you do, and that fine tunes uh, the rest of uh, your well, your next tests basically. So yeah, that's um, in a nutshell. That's what the Dexter method uh, is about. Well, it's it's a fantastic and very systematic approach to you know incrementally improving an e-commerce business over time and it's not just about the website so you talked about uh really all of the the customer facing communication mm -hmm. and and that experience um all the way through um all of that is important and i think a lot of people get so focused on the website as as the only part of the you know the only selling tool and really it's it's there's email marketing there's all all kinds of moving parts in there and and the fact that you look at all of that you take data from all of it um to me gives gives a much more holistic approach and a, and a more solid approach to to what you're doing mm -hmm. so yours as you've worked with e-commerce business owners entrepreneurs I know you've seen some that have been really, really successful. You've seen others that 
sort of struggle and and have trouble getting mm-hmm. traction. H- have you noticed anything along the way? What what tends to differentiate the ones that are very successful from mm-hmm. the ones that maybe struggle a little bit? Yeah. So typically, the ones that uh, reach out to us, they're already at a stage where um, they they have encountered some form of success. Um, but what I what I notice a lot, um, I'm I'm on a lot of Facebook groups and forums and that kind of stuff, and and there I see a lot of struggling e-commerce entrepreneurs. And uh, apart from what I mentioned before, like getting distracted and and not really listening to customers or or just focusing on traffic and and not on on this life cycle of the customer, um, I. I get the feeling that a lot of them uh, in those groups and those forums are uh, starting uh, have started their e-commerce for the wrong uh, reason. Um, and one of the things that I see coming back is that they think it's going to be easy, um, and it's not. I mean, it, it is really hard work. Uh, competition is fierce, um, and if you enter the game now, you're already late. So it's going to be be really hard to establish your place in in your market and. Um, typically in those forums, there's a lot of drop shipping. I don't believe in drop shipping, uh, to be honest, not the way you read it in, in those forums um, uh, because it's not customer centric. I mean, you uh, what you do there is uh, you try to sell, sell, sell. And once it's sold, then your customer, um, well, you leave them hanging for sometimes three to four weeks if you ship it from uh, from from China. So it is, um, it, again, that's the mentality of like, I, this is this is easy stuff. I can just get started, and it is easy to get started. I mean, with Shopify, you can set up a, a, a shop in, in probably one or two days, and you can do it all yourself. And there's a bunch of plugins, and and if if not, uh, you cannot make it work with your plugins. There's there's a lot of developers out there that can help you, and, and Shopify is a great platform. But that's not the point I'm trying to make. That part is easy. Um, but if if uh, you think that it's going to be easy to Find the right customers, listen to them, uh, respect their life cycle, um, and 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 stand out from the crowd as well. Um, try to claim your spot in your market. The branding part, there's um, so many moving parts. And uh, it, 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 to be honest, I, I think it's all. It's oftentimes uh, e-commerce is, is underrated. I think it's one of the hardest things to do online. Um, so I think that's why I see, where I see a lot of people struggle because they underestimate it. And also, and it's some, I think some somewhat related to it. Um, a lot of those people that I see struggling um, in those groups, it is uh, because if they they don't really have passion for the product or or their niche, um, and maybe passion sometimes is a little bit overrated. But it, it, um, I think at least you you should do something that you're interested in, uh, something that you care about, something that you're um, familiar with, um, or or a niche that you understand because. You can relate to them, or you even belong to that niche. I, um, you have to have some affinity with what you're doing. And if you think like, "Oh, I'm just going to move boxes. I'm going to sell this because I think there's a niche there, and I'm going to sell it. I'm going to just drop ship from China, and uh, that's it." Um, you're not going to be in a game for a long time. I guess you need to have some affinity with with what you're doing. So, and yeah. If it's going to be your business for a long time, then you might as well uh, do it in a way uh, that you'll, uh, yeah, that you'll enjoy, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so interesting. Um, I see this across all businesses. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's very easy as an entrepreneur to be in the middle of of the struggle of building your business, whatever business it is. And, you know, and you look over at another industry or, or, you know, you look at a friend's business or something and you go, oh, it'd be so much easier if I were over there. 
Yeah. But the problem with that is you don't see what's below the surface and all mm -hmm. of the the work and effort and the the difficulty that's over there. I, I don't believe that there is an easy business because fundamentally you're trying to uh, unlock what motivates a human being to want something and, and deliver that in a way where you've got relationship and, and all these other things. It's fundamentally a human problem, not a technology problem. And, uh, and I think you, you illustrated that perfectly with by saying, look, all the tools are easy, mm. but you've got to figure out all of these other things, which are really all come down to to understanding the human beings that you're you're selling to and, and what's motivating them to want to buy the, the thing that you're selling. Um, and, and that's hard work, uh, no matter what you're doing. It's, it's hard work to understand that, um, you know, and, and it's messy work that a lot of people don't want to do. Um, so I, I think it's a fantastic point before we, uh, before we kind of wrap things up, um, I, I wonder if, if there's any particular advice, like if you had one thing that you'd want to share with, uh, with an e-commerce entrepreneur who's listening to this, mm. that is looking to you know, to, to get growth going, you know, they've, maybe they've had some success up to this point, but they want to extend it further. What would be that piece of advice that you'd give them? I think, um, no surprise here. Uh, don't just focus on traffic. Uh, a lot of people get stuck in a traffic mindset because it, it, it helped them to get to grow to a certain point And, um, somehow they think that's also how they're going to keep growing just by the new traffic, new traffic, new traffic. Um, but yeah, what, what I explain uh, on the side, on our side as well, uh, for instance, is that basically revenue, if you want to grow your revenue, there's only four, uh, four levers and the traffic is, is just one of those levers. Um, and you should not overlook those other three levers and those other three levers are, um, average order value. So if you can, uh, grow your average order value uh, from uh, twenty to thirty dollars, and yeah, that's going to make you a lot more money, right? Um, but it's also about uh, conversion rates, of course, um, and uh, about purchase frequency. So if you can sell to the same person uh, more than just once, uh, that's going to help you as well. And basically, the formula for uh, growing your uh, e-commerce is pretty sim simple: your uh, revenue equals your traffic times conversion rate times average order value times purchase fre frequency, and Everyone that just focuses on the on the traffic part alone, and sometimes it frustrates me because I see the power of those other three levers, and I try to explain that. And somehow, a lot of people they fall back into an old habit of, "Oh, we need more traffic." No, you don't need more traffic. You need more revenue, and there's other ways to get there, um, and easier ways to get there than uh, just the traffic uh, side of things. So, I would say I try to get unstuck out of that mindset that uh, I need traffic mindset. Uh, but think like, okay, do I need traffic or do I need more revenue? Oh, you need more revenue, and uh, that's what it's uh, what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's well said. Um, I know you've got a couple of resources uh, for folks if they want to kind of go deeper um, in, into the Dexter method and and your approach to uh, you know to looking at those four different levers and and really maximizing them. Um, I know you've got a, a video that uh, you've got online at dexter.agency slash video, dexter.agency slash video. So folks listening, you can go there. Um, and um, I think it's about a 30-minute video, and uh, Yoris walks you through all, all of the different components of the Dexter method and through the four 
levers that he just touched on to to get growth in revenue in an e-commerce business and and different ways to think about approaching those. So um, that's really valuable. Again, that's at Dexter.agency slash video. And, uh, and, and yours, of course, the book, um, you know, the Dexter Method book, which they can find on Amazon if they search for uh, Dexter Method um, on Amazon and uh, also on your website, uh, dexter.agency slash book. Right. Yeah. I, I think the, the book is a great way to get started. Even if you, uh, if you want to do this yourself, even if you have a low traffic site and you think like, Oh, I, I, uh, don't have enough traffic to a B, a B test. Well, there's an, a bunch of things in there that you can uh, that you can use uh, to grow your revenue by just optimizing for conversions, uh, even if you have a low traffic store. Um, so that's a great way to, to get started if you want to do it yourself. Uh, if you don't have the time to re- read a book, as you said, Steve, I think uh, Dexter.hc slash video is probably uh, the, yeah, the, the, the best way to learn a bit more about, uh, about this framework. Perfect. And and if somebody's listening to this and they say, you know, we, we just need help. Uh, we need somebody to come in and help us. I know you work with uh, with e-commerce businesses on this and implement for them. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, so I, I think the best way to get in touch with me is just send, send me an email. And it's Yoris. That's, so Yoris is J-O-R-I-S at Dexter.agency. Um, or you can uh, yeah go to Dexter.agency and uh, click on Contact Us and uh, fill it out there. Uh, or you can uh, get in touch with me on uh, LinkedIn. So uh, yeah, that's just my name on LinkedIn and that's it. So yeah, those are the best ways to get in touch with, with me. Very good. Well, yours, thanks for sharing so much wisdom with us today. Uh, folks, if you're listening, go check out those resources and uh, tune into the next episode of e-commerce excellence. The e-commerce excellence podcast is sponsored by Dexter.agency. We help e-commerce business owners scientifically increase revenue without needing more traffic. Ready to discover a more reliable way to increase conversion and more importantly, revenue? Register for our free training, The 5 Transformations That Double E-Commerce Profits, at dexter.agency slash webinar.